This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. I'm Chris Goldsmith from Task Force Butler. We're a group of veterans fighting fascism. We're united because we all raised our right hand to defend this country. We're also united in having no tolerance for fascists or authoritarians. And we really despise the people who enable them for personal, financial, and political gain. Today, we're gonna to talk about American politicians who put Nazis on the payroll and who use their platforms to amplify racist propaganda. Let's keep this very simple. I can't speak to what's in another person's heart or how or what they think or feel. I'm not going to call anyone a racist today. But I can say this, if you hang with Nazis, that's a problem. If you hire Nazis, that's a problem. If you disseminate racist propaganda, that's also a problem. And if you wanna be the leader of the free world and you do all three of those things, that's a hell of a big problem. And at Task Force Butler, we're going to call you out. In a minute, we're gonna walk you through yet another online video amplified by the DeSantis campaign that uses violent fascist imagery as someone very interested in news, I know you have probably heard about this already. But at Task Force Butler, we have a specialty in dissecting this kind of hate content. There are aspects of this video that haven't gotten enough discussion that we think you need to know about. The Ron DeSantis campaign is far from the only contemporary political operation that traffics in racist, violent ideas as a way to gain political advantage. Going through the history of this horrible behavior in America would take all day and then some. So let's, say, let's stay focused on four very contemporary examples. First up, the junior senator from Alabama, Tommy Tuberville. Senator Tuberville has repeatedly, in interviews across media platforms, defended white nationalists. These were not accidents. They were not statements made in a moment of thoughtlessness or a slip of the tongue. Saying that he does not have a problem with white nationalism is a position that Tuberville has been making publicly for months. He has stubbornly played loose with his language, calling white nationalists Americans. He has objected to the Defense Department policy to drive white nationalists out of the armed services. He has also refused to be clear on the difference between white nationalists and all of us Americans who don't hold racist authoritarian views. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is a member of one of the most elite bodies in the world, and he continues to consciously sow confusion about whether white supremacist ideology is an acceptable part of our society. Senator Tuberville's normalization and obfuscation strategy clearly creates wiggle room for people who want to make the case that white supremacists are no different from any of us, and that is deplorable. Next, Arizona Representative Paul Gosar. Remember when Sarah Palin caught a ton of heat for saying that Barack Obama pals around with terrorists? 
Well, I'm going to tell you something that's true. Arizona Representative Paul Gosar pals around with Nazis. And this isn't like talking about the past. This is talking about today. Since 2021, Gosar has endorsed and promoted anti-Semitic media outlets and figures more than 30 times. This guy here, the one next to Representative Gosar, that's, that's Nick Fuentes. Gosar has shown over and over again that he's perfectly fine with this basement dweller. In America, we have the right to the freedom of association and at Task Force Butler, we take that right and all of our rights very seriously. We also think that Nazis are trash people and anyone who hangs out with them are trash people too. Nick Fuentes is a Holocaust denier who frequently makes anti-Semitic remarks, including claiming that Jewish people have too much power and they should, quote, get the F out of America. In February 2021, Gosar was the keynote speaker at Fuentes's America First Political Action Conference. He has kept up contacts with Fuentes and it doesn't stop there. Arizona Representative Paul Gosar recently used his house.gov newsletter to promote a fringe site that has posted content calling the Holocaust, quote, the holo hoax and telling readers to, quote, stand up for Hitler. Just think about that for a minute. This, this guy is a member of Congress and he's using his congress.gov email system to blast this out to tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. Gosar's promotion of the anti-Semitic outlet comes just months after he sent followers to a different site that, he is all, that has also denied the Holocaust and praised Adolf Hitler. Something else you should know. Multiple outlets have reported that two young fascist fanboys who are close allies for Nick Fuentes work in Representative Gosar's office right now. To this day, House leadership hasn't acted on this, and Gosar apparently still employs them using our taxpayer dollars, and Paul Gosar sits on the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. Yeah, that's right. Your tax dollars were spent to disseminate Holocaust denial and racist propaganda and put money in the pockets of fascists. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. I am about to make a pitch for literally my favorite startup in the world. It's called Storied Hats and it is revolutionizing the apparel industry, starting with hats. I wear them, my kids wear them, not only because they look great, but because Storied Hats is a great company. Every piece of this is sustainably sourced and the hats are made in ethical fair trade facilities. This is an apparel company with a conscience. A little inside baseball here. I actually know the owner and he's one of the best people I have ever met. You wouldn't think a hat company could change the world, but this one is trying to. Most apparel is incredibly toxic. It's not made well and it's not made ethically. Storied Hats is different. And I am told by my kids, it's also very stylish. Tons of colors, patterns, hats designed for all seasons. And the best part, no logos. If you don't want your forehead looking like a billboard, Storied Hats has you covered. Check them out at storiedhats.com and use BOATS for 15% off at checkout. That's storiedhats.com and use code BOATS at checkout. Thanks. Raising awareness of this persistent threat from these people is why Task Force Butler exists. Which brings us to number three, former President Donald Trump. 
I imagine some eye rolling and exhaustion. I mean, where to begin, right? I want to focus on a specific matter, though. Trump's continued association with Stephen Miller. Quoting from the Southern Poverty Law Center here, in the run-up to the 2016 election, White House senior policy advisor Stephen Miller promoted white nationalist literature. He pushed racist immigration stories and obsessed over loss of Confederate symbols after Dylan Roof's murderous rampage, according to leaked emails reviewed by HateWatch. The emails, which Miller sent to the conservative website Breitbart News in 2015 and 2016, showcase the extremist anti-immigrant ideology that undergirds the policies that, has helped, uh, that he has helped create as an architect of Donald Trump's presidency. Stephen Miller was not fired from the White House when these emails became public. He remains a public figure close to the former president and is part of the wider Trump re-election infrastructure. I'm gonna make this very short and direct. Stephen Miller is a Nazi sympathizer and transparent racist. Associating with him means you find Nazis acceptable. It means you welcome virulent racism in your presence. Anyone that has anything to do with Stephen Miller thinks hanging out with Nazi sympathizers is okay. And now number four, the latest Ron DeSantis video and the question that every chief executive asks at one time or another, namely, how do I make it clear to my HR department that we shouldn't hire Nazi sympathizers? Nate Hotchman was a communications staffer for the DeSantis campaign. Over the past weekend, he promoted and then deleted a highly inflammatory video that was shot through with violent authoritarian imagery. The video ended with a symbol largely associated with the Nazi regime superimposed over Ron DeSantis's face. At first, the story was Hotchman just retweeted the video, but as we later learned, Nate Hotchman actually made this Fashwave garbage. As an aside, look up Fashwave, there's a whole world of awful waiting for you. The video was deleted shortly afterward, and as the campaign went into spin mode, they sacked Nate Hotchman. The cover-up is right out in the open. The official campaign statement reads, just Nate Hotchman is no longer with the campaign and we will not be commenting on him further, end quote. Disseminating and then deleting extremist propaganda is a tactic used to get the material into the public domain while maintaining plausible deniability. Here's the thing about Nate Hotchman. Hiring him was acknowledged to be problematic back in March. He was a product of the emerging new right and had been a National Review Fellow. He was part of this vanguard of young upstart conservatives and the New York Times published a 2022 op-ed he wrote about the future of the GOP. But here's the deal with these new young culture warriors, people like Fuentes and Hotchman. It's racism and anti-Semitism and a perverse love of Nazi culture all the way down. This video though was a new low. There are parts of it I'm going to break down for you that haven't been covered elsewhere. Something you need to know before I show it to you, the incompetent DeSantis campaign has a habit of creating content without obtaining the rights to the music they're using. As a result, we aren't going to upload the audio that was originally accompanying the video or else we could run into our own problems. What we're going to do is run the clip and I'll explain the significance of what's being displayed on screen. 
The song that you're not going to hear is a cover of Running Up That Hill, A Deal With God by Meg Myers. The original by Kate Bush was released in 1985 and recently topped the charts because of its prominence in Netflix's latest season of Stranger Things. The song is about a woman and a man in a relationship making a deal with God so that they could literally swap places. A man becomes a woman and a woman becomes a man in order for them to have a different perspective and to better understand each other. So while the original song was about people loving one another and with the permission of God swapping genders to further that love, Nate Hochman and the DeSantis campaign repurposed it and perverted it, playing it in the context of a campaign of hate against the LGBTQ community. I know that might seem like it's kind of getting into the weeds, but we want to make sure that you understand the effort that these people put into their bigotry. Nothing here is accidental. And when it comes to promoting hate, people like Nate Hodgman care about the details enough to put in the work. And for us to counter hate, we need to understand hate. Here's the video minus the music. So it opens with a meme character called Wojak or the Feels Guy, who's depicted as a Trump supporter disillusioned with Trump. He's sad about Trump's apparent lack of hostility against the LGBTQ plus community, his inability to construct the racist border wall, Trump not literally rounding up millions of immigrants and deporting them, Trump's brief promotion of COVID vaccines and boosters, and plenty of other grievances. The video draws on the fashion wave aesthetics popular with Gen Z neo-Nazis and gropers. It depicts DeSantis as the answer to Trump's apparent lack of hate. The feels guy meme is then shown smiling before he's depicted as an armed militiaman. Then a series of headlines are flashed before the screen decrying DeSantis's racist and homophobic actions as governor before it ends with a depiction of US Marines marching with rifles over their shoulder towards the rotating sun red, the black sun, which is cast as a dark halo over the now former boss's face. Folks, this is dark stuff. This wasn't a one-time thing, the results of bad HR and hiring someone who shouldn't be part of a US presidential campaign. People knew who Nate Hodgman was, a racist, authoritarian culture warrior, and that's exactly why he was hired. As we've shown today, this is a widespread problem. We have too many politicians who are amplifying racist messages associating with white supremacists, and even outright hiring Nazi sympathizers like Stephen Miller and Nate Hodge. We don't have to accept this. At Task Force Butler and Against All Enemies, we're taking steps to impose costs on white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and fascist street gangs and their enablers. Hit the link and find out how you can join us and make a difference. Against All Enemies is produced by Ken Harbaugh in partnership with Task Force Butler. Our team includes our producer, Michael Alcesor, and the Task Force Butler volunteer researchers who provide much of the intel and analysis that we'll be bringing straight to you in this new show. Come back tomorrow for another Against All Enemies. Please like and subscribe to this channel and share this video with three friends who you know care about democracy. And check us out at taskforcebutler.org. See you soon.